Hello, everyone. We miss you. It feels like it's been a long time since we've gotten to chit chat, but we are here with a special guest today. Um, a guest that we were able to really record with during the thick of quarantine for us. But we have Grace Blacksea of Quench Collective with us today, and she um, is a time strategist, which can't really use a time strategist right now. Um, yes, because I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear your chuckle, Heather, you can too. Um, but what we love about Grace is, first of all, she's an amazing person, but she was in the corporate world for 12 years in the event industry specifically. And um, she was working crazy hours, was caught up in the hustle, um, you know, experienced anxiety, depression, and really um, got sick over um, the way that she was working. And it really led her to think internally, like, what is going to be best for her? Um, how does she take care of herself? Like, that's not how she wanted to feel. Um, and she built her own company out of, um, you know, this kind of darkness area that she was in her life with work. So she now teaches other people how to avoid burnout and um, teaching us how to be mindful and putting ourselves first and really planning our day and designing our life for what works for us instead of working around other people. Um, amazing. Can we just tell you? Uh, amazing and a half. And I chuckle. <laughs> I'm like, I chuckle because I'm like toasted, crispy, charred black burnout <laughs> at this point in my life. I just haven't had a break from, you know, not to say we need a break from parenthood, but we do. Um, you know, since pre-quarantine and like just coming out of maternity leave and then like to be thrown into COVID quarantine, like, you know, everything under the sun happening, um, including murder hornets. I mean, it's been a whirlwind <laughs> and navigating a business on top of that is like double whirlwind. So having Grace on the podcast, I feel like is so timely and going to be so relevant to so many of our listeners and just really excited because burnout is real burnout can last until you shift your mindset and I think she just gives some really good tips on how to you know keep it going and, and Brooke and I actually asked a couple questions that are really specific to our lives too so I think for the mamas listening out there that are juggling two or more kids um we kind of you know tap in a little bit to her recommendations around kind of our specific struggles so those might resonate with you too and she's awesome so you can follow her at um quench.collective on insta um and just you know really excited because like rick said who can use a little more organization time in their lives i know i could yeah and working smarter not harder that's really like the theme of how she likes to work with her clients is finding ways little productivity hacks that work for you in your life and um, ultimately leading you to live a more happy fulfilled life um, and we just could all use this. <laughs> I was going to get into it, but I'm like, you know what, let's not get into it. Let's just let you listen to it because she has so many great things and, um, we just love talking to her. So without further ado, she yeah. give us pretty let's, let's listen and get into it right now. Okay. Hey, I'm Heather. And I'm Brooke. We're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single AF to married with child. Soon to be children. 
Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty, the messy, the too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to a space for soul. We're excited to share ours with you. Hello, everybody. We are so, so excited to have Grace here with us today. Grace Blacksea of Quench Collective. Um, we are major fangirling over here. We've been um, in insta-love with Grace for a while now, but we're so excited to have her here with our community. Say hello, Grace. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am also a major fangirl of your guys's, so this is a dream come true. <laughs> Yay, we love to hear that. We're so excited to have you. I think this couldn't be a more perfect time. Um, Grace is a time strategist, like we um, talked about in the intro. We give kind of a background of what she does, but we're so excited to have her talk more about her company and where she came from and her journey. And, um, you know, we kind of have been wanting her to come on for a while, but we thought right now is super, super great for us to be talking to all of you about time management, especially with all of us locked up at home, trying to juggle, um, working, juggling, watching the kids, um, doing also homeschooling. Like there's so many different things that people are trying to juggle right now and it's almost impossible to do it all. Um, so Grace has a really good perspective on how to manage your time and make things flow and um, do, do it in a way that fits your life and not trying to fit it into other people's workflow and lifestyle. So Grace, we'd love if you could talk a little bit about yourself and your background and how um, Quench Collective came to be. Of course, I would love to. So this all kind of started a long time ago, actually. I think probably like all of our um, past lives have kind of implored what we are doing now in our lives or maybe what's to come for us. Um, for about 12 years, I was in the corporate events and marketing industry. So at the height of my career, I was planning high-level events for Fortune 500 companies. I was commuting two hours a day. I had officially moved from like a cubicle to an office with a door. So I thought I had, you know, quote unquote, really made it. Um, but before I knew it, all of the late nights I was working where I really thought I was, you know, showing my boss how dedicated I was turned into all nighters, like absolutely sleeping on my office floor kind of thing. Um, the commuting very quickly turned into chiropractic bills. And then my phone pretty much was a 24 seven hotline for my coworkers and clients. So all that to say, the dream job that I thought I'd landed quickly turned into more like a nightmare. And my mental and physical health was majorly at risk. I um, was hospitalized for some stress-related illnesses and I kind of came to a screeching halt going about like 90 miles an hour. And it was a huge wake up call for me. So um, when I was designing, you know, it was kind of my job was, was I had a lot more, of course, wore a lot of different hats, but I was working with all different levels of corporate clients, kind of just designing ballroom after ballroom after decor after decor and just doing these things that kind of always felt like um, I wasn't really fully using my capacity. I wasn't fully using every single piece of me that I wanted to be using to make an impact and leave a legacy in this world. And um, not, to, not only that, but I was really suffering from it from a mental and a physical way that 
I didn't think I even could, you know, in my mid twenties, I didn't even know that was possible. So I hit complete and total burnout and um, it came really, became really clear to me that the life that I had created that I thought was my quote unquote dream life wasn't the one that I wanted to be living at all. So I really didn't want my worth to be measured by my productivity anymore, like by my email response time or by the days I was staying late in the office. And um, it was shortly thereafter leaving the corporate world that I decided that I really wanted to help women build businesses that gave them more freedom, more impact, and more income, ultimately bringing them more, le- more time to do what matters most in their life. So that's a little bit about kind of how this all got started and where Quench is today. Um, I am a time strategist and business mentor, so I work with female entrepreneurs to uplevel their mindset, systems, and strategies within their business to bring them more impact and more income. And then Quench Collective itself is a community for female entrepreneurs. So we come together. You know, it truly is um, true what they say that we are better together. And you shouldn't really go through this entrepreneurial journey alone. I mean, you can, but gosh, I mean, you girls probably know better than anyone. It is so much better together just in the sense that We are typically, when we start out, we're solo entrepreneurs. And so if we can kind of lean on each other to learn, connect, and grow, I mean, we can flourish and go even further. So it was was really, really passionate about creating a community for female entrepreneurs to thrive and do, um, you know, both that head work and the heart work that they need to do to keep the business of themselves in a good place, but also the business that they're running day to day. I love it so much. I like was literally soaking it in for a second. I kind of wanted to scream from the rooftops when you were talking about head work and heart work because that's so, um, you know, where we live. And, um, you know, I've pulled Brooke into that even more. um, And she's, you know, gotten into human design. And I think we've both been like, as moms to our our second children this year, or last year, um, tapping into our hearts more than just our heads. And, you know, when you really talked about you, you thought you made your dream job, but you were like basically living on your, you know, sleeping on your floor and starting your day in Groundhog Day. It's like, you know, we, we're so brought up in our twenties to be in this hustle mentality. And then we start to look at wanting to design our life to be a mom or we become a mom and things start to shift and you can't just, you know, bull through life with your brain and that go, go, go mentality, you really have to tune into like that, um, that heart space too. So I love that that's something that you, you know, bring full circle into your business as well. Um, and I want to talk about the concept of time, just kind of tapping into, you know, what you just said, because so many of us either have or are kind of um, obsessed with that the hustle, like, you know, I got to go big, I got to hit it big, I got to do more, like, like, Brooke and I have always talked about how we've um, valued ourselves by productivity for the longest time, and kind of, you know, you you revere via social these people who are doing a million things at once, and like, how do they do it all? How do they do it? Um, But it's kind of a facade, and it, it leaves us pretty depleted and unfulfilled. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on you know, how you came a little bit more full circle to that um, with developing Quinch and how you um, recommend kind of avoiding falling into that trap or how you kind of coach people through that. 
Yeah, you know, what's so funny is when I say those things too, it's, it's so important to remember that people are doing all that with help, right? <laughs> That's just it. And it's, um, I think too, as women, we are kind of wired to not ask for help. And so there's something about even just the honor of being a coach, you know, there's a level of when someone comes to work with me or even joins the community that they are, you know, have come to terms with like, I, I a, don't want to do this alone and B, I need help. So there's something really wonderful when you kind of open and ex like become that level of um, just kind of, it's really courageous to do so. And so you bring a level of expansiveness, I should say, to when you want to take yourself and your business to the next level. So, you know, it's definitely, like I said, not something that should be done alone. And um, it, there definitely is a facade of when you see things on social media or in magazines or blogs or day-to-day -day TV, life, whatever it is. But it's important to remember that those people are doing it with a lot of help and that's for sure. And there's nothing, you know, um, wrong with kind of going at it in a slower mode, especially if you're doing it on your own. So it's interesting that you say that because it's true. We often wear busy, quote unquote busy, as a badge of honor. And we have carried this badge of honor around with us forever. Um, but if we really look at, again, the legacy that we're creating, is that what we want to leave behind? Instead of like, how can we have more fulfillment by doing less? Like, how can we actually bring more joy into our lives by doing less instead of doing more? So as a society, we're taught that being busy means that we're important, but that is not the case. In fact, I think it's really important that we move away from productivity being a measurement of our worth because that's in fact then something that we're just passing down from generation to generation. And the number one way to avoid falling into this trap is to truly define what matters most to you? Like time is a non-renewable resource. So how can we get you in a place that you're spending your time honoring the things that are important to you? And um, the number one way that I do this is by, I, it's like step one, base level foundation. People forget that, you know, we start these businesses as, out of, even our families out of these places of passion, right? I'm really passionate. I want to become a mother, I'm really passionate. I want to become an entrepreneur, a small business owner, whatever it is. And so we're meant to have those big dreams and goals so we can bring them to life. However, sometimes we'll bring them to life and kind of forget these like very foundational pieces of both ourselves and our business. And when I start to work with my community and my clients, the very, very first thing we do is start that bedrock. We go back to those foundational pieces of defining our personal values and our professional objectives. And I think that when you are able to do that, especially in a more of a quarterly manner versus looking at the entire year, for example, look what happened with 2020. Everyone just started off like, oh my gosh, 2020, a new decade. I have all these big goals and then COVID-19 hit. And there's, there's been so much this, I think, universal feeling of letdown. But more than that, I think more on the other side is that people have had to get really specific about what matters most to them so that they can actually when you know quote unquote the lights turn back on in the world and we're really going out and doing things again that we are spending the time doing the things that matter most to us so i think that's the number one way of avoiding falling into that trap ultimately i love that i feel that so deeply what you're saying is that going back to and i've kind of said it in the past of like going back to basics and um, I started my working on my own as an entrepreneur um, to like almost two years ago. And this like, it wasn't until like this COVID hit that I was like, I need to go back to why did I start, you know, doing working for myself? Was it to 
build a business? Was it to try something new, to follow my passion? But at the end of the day, why I did was to be with my family more, to be with my kids more. And like, I lost sight of that for a little bit. And then going into um, quarantine, I've like, obviously had to be with my family, <laughs> no questions asked. But it made me rethink like what you're saying is like, what are your values and what's going to fulfill you? Um, you know, whether it's today, tomorrow, six months, like what are the things that are going to be important that are fulfilling you? Um, so I feel that so much of what you're explaining. Um, but one of the things I want you to talk on, and I'm smiling because I love all your analogies you have, because um, you're full of great ones. And, you know, you talk about how Beyonce has the same amount of time as we do in a day. And it's so true. Like, like you said, we all have help. Um, and I mean, successful people have help and we have to be honest about that. And I think that's really great. Um, but one thing I want you to talk on is like octopus arms. So I think this is a great visual for us trying to um, you know, compete with the hustle and do so many things at once. And I would love for you to like, talk a little bit more on that analogy um, and kind of how um, people can navigate when they feel like the octopus arms going. <laughs> I love this analogy too. It's one of my favorites and it was just sheer out of personal experience. I will never forget you know, people um, running into people I haven't seen in a while, maybe at the coffee shop or at Target or wherever it may be in the line at Trader Joe's. And they'll say something to me like, gosh, you, you seem like you've been so busy. And, and you take that like 30 second overhead view of your life. And you just think to yourself, well, like, yeah, like it just kind of looks like chaos. Like <laughs> there's rubble everywhere. And, and, and you are, you're busy. You are, you're working, you're living, you're trying to like drink enough water and get enough time with the kids and your partner and your friends and all of these things, like your professional development, your personal development. And all of a sudden, like you realize you have all of these octopus arms out in the world, just going in all these different directions, just kind of flailing. But then when you look past that and you look down at your feet, you're cemented in the ground. You're not actually moving forward. And so it's this octopus arm syndrome where we, again, we're busy as a badge of honor. We think because we're busy, that means that we're important, which means that we're moving forward, which is not always the case. And so it's really, really important to remember that just because you're busy doesn't mean that you're actually moving in the direction of where you want to be going, which is why it's so important to have that overhead view of what matters most to you. So you can actually be putting your number one most valuable asset, your time, to the things that matter most. So all of our lives as a society, we're taught to measure success by volume. So that means how much we're able to achieve times the rate at which we're able to achieve it. So the message is if we're doing more, we're achieving more, but that's where burnout comes in. That's not true. And a, a big message that I said to my community and clients at the beginning of COVID was just because we have more time, I'm using air quotes here, more time doesn't mean that we do more. It means that we do less with more intention. Like if we're more is more, if we're just putting more on our plate, we're putting more. And it was so funny. A lot of my, um, my community members, who are moms just laughed at that. Like, what do you mean more time? I have, I have less time. I have less time than ever. And it's in <laughs> fact, I think the outcome of all of that has been that they've, they've been able to spend more valuable time with their families. Well, it seems chaotic, of course, because they don't maybe have the schooling or help that they did in the past. They're not able to get as much work done. It's just that recalibration of what matters most, but just right now, the good news is COVID-19 isn't going to last forever. So you, we will be on the other side of it. So that's why it's so important to, really evaluate those values and objectives, what matters most to you in those smaller periods of time quarterly. That's what I really like to do. And I think that is 
such a great way, um, not only at combating burnout, but making sure that you're actually moving forward and you just don't feel, feel like you have those flailing octopus arms kind of going everywhere. <laughs> I love that visual. <laughs> it literally makes me laugh so hard because I'm like, oh, wow, that was, that was basically my 20s. Um, I, like, had to break up with Busy. I mean, I, I thought Busy was so cool. I was, I was doing so much because I was busy. Like, it was like, oh, how's your day? Oh, so busy. Um, and I, like, think back, I'm like, what an asshole. Like, that's all I would say to people. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. like who did I think yes. I was? And, like, what, what was I doing? And when you said, too, about putting more on your plate is literally just putting more on your plate. I mean, that's literally what was happening. I just was running with, like, these octopus arms around, just flailing, because I was just putting more on my plate. But, like, I, I, it wasn't propelling me anywhere. It wasn't like they were all moving in one motion and like swooshing me through the water and I was making these big strides. I was like basically drowning, but like staying afloat because of they were moving. Um, so it's just so funny. That visual is so perfect. And I think, you know, that word busy is like needs to get locked in a closet and never come out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's totally, I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I think I it's okay having to a flash be flash honest with, with that too. Just like with um, when, when someone asks you how, how you are, how you've been doing, you know, one of our, I think our most, the, the word that we always think of to trigger back to them, especially as mothers and as entrepreneurs or small business owners or doing just whatever we're doing in our day-to-day -day life is busy. Like, we, and we associate that again, like wearing it as a badge of honor with that's good. Like, if I'm busy, that means I'm doing well. And I think it's okay to say a very honest answer back. Like another word I like to use um, instead is fulfilled. I feel really fulfilled or I feel really overwhelmed. Like it's okay to actually own the season that you're in. Um, and that's just, it is a season like that will actually pass. So I think it's important to um, be honest, you know, both with yourself and others. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. I'm having like a flashback of when Heather and I worked at our first job together and we would go into our weekly meeting and they'd be like, okay, what's on like the plate for strategy, social media department. And we would say busy. Oh, we're so busy. And then finally <laughs> week, our boss was like, if you guys come in here one more week and say you're busy and don't give me something tangible, like you're getting kicked out of this meeting. And we were like, Oh, okay. And like, <laughs> so like in our mid twenties, like trying to figure out what we're doing that like it's considered busy, but I just have that visual all the time. I don't oh know if you God. remember that. I totally remember. Remember. I just remember yeah, downstairs in that like projector room and yeah, I don't remember yeah. that moment but I so remember those oh meetings and I also remember that was my first job out of college I was like fresh out of college and I remember sitting there also being like what am I doing in here like because it was like I didn't even know what I was doing like I'm in there with you know, this, we're in there with the CEO and like all the department managers, but like, I wasn't a manager, but I like was, but we were like, it was so funny. And we were just good. like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that. But that was probably a good learning oh my for us. Maybe, but it took me a little bit longer to break up with busy. I had to go back a few times and make sure that we really were yeah, going to be busy. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, but I'm going to be busy outside of this meeting. It's fine. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be busy after this. Totally. Yeah. I'll yeah, secretly exactly. see busy. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But we do want to go back to, so you touched a little bit on burnout. So we want to go into this a little bit more because what you're saying totally makes sense, hits the nail on the head for how we feel when we're revering the hustle and the, and the busyness. 
But how do we pull ourselves out of that, you know, when we're in the spiral of going towards a burnout and we know it's coming, but it's not always easy to identify because you think, you know, you're trying to keep all cylinders firing at once. What can you do, like, what can you share with um, some of the ladies in our audience of what's the best way to catch yourself in a spiral? Like, what can you do to prevent that burnout? Because we know it's going to happen. You know, we're going to spiral that way. But what can we do to kind of stop ourselves in the track? Absolutely. And this is such a great question because all of this is, you know, I always say this is a practice, right? Like we have this time in our lives and we're just kind of going moment by moment, day by day and making it happen and really not using yesterday as a measuring stick. It's so important to use it as a guide and really, really just learning from it instead of, I mean, we can get so down on ourselves like, oh my gosh, why I spent like three hours scrolling Instagram yesterday. Like, what was I doing? Or I totally wasted my time doing X, Y, and Z. Whatever it was, there's definitely a learning lesson to come from any of it. But what's important is to pay attention to your patterns. Like, really, really lean into those. So if you know that, for example, um, gosh, if you have, say you take meetings for your job, say you see clients, and you have gotten into a pattern that on when you find that you take more than two clients a day and then you have to go into maybe a writing project or content creation or video making or something, whatever, whatever it is, or just go, go into mom life after that you don't show up as your best self. Instead, what I would do is stop, just take a pause. Like don't feel like you have to completely burn down everything around you. Just stop, take a pause and look at your patterning. Oh, on that day that I actually took, three meetings instead of two meetings, I was completely burnt out at the end of the day. So now what happens is you get to recalibrate your week a little bit. Your availability looks different. When you put parameters and boundaries, and all what boundaries are are really just leaning into our values. They are the enforcement of our, of our values. Boundaries are just these things that are kind of floating in the sky unless we give them legs and meaning. And the way that we give them meaning is by stating exactly what our values are. So I like to our values every quarter. So every three months, I like to sit down and write down the things that matter most to me. And these are the things that fill up my cup and the things that power me down. It's important to remember that those can be two different things. Like time spent with my kids, that can totally fill up my cup. But when I need to power down and actually rest and recuperate so I can come back as the best mom, as the best partner, as the best boss, that's different. So it's important to make sure that that happens. So if you're taking meetings on Monday morning at 8 a.m., there's probably something that needs to be in place on Sunday night that is a power down situation for you. So again, pausing, taking the time to look at those values again and see where you can reinstate them. Um, I think that is like the best way to really kind of troubleshoot when you find yourself going to burnout town. And it's really good also just in and of itself when you're noticing your patterning and you're seeing yourself go, gosh, last week, that was, whoa, I never want that to be the case again you have the power to do that. And I think it's important to remember that as women, we stray away from decision-making. And I know that you guys have talked about this on the podcast before, just like everything from, you know, the, the tale of oldest time question, like, hey, babe, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? And then it turns into this like back and forth battle of, to be honest, I just don't want to answer because I don't want to make one more decision today. But how that actually translates into our life is that as women, we are kind of, again, wired to say yes to things. We're people pleasers. We're kind of naturally born like that. So it's important to remember that 
when we have a, when we have the power to make a decision, it's just that we have the power. And so, yes, doesn't always mean that it's a positive thing, and no, doesn't always mean that's a negative thing. So keep in mind, you know, when I was saying yes to staying late for at work every time, you know, sleeping on my floor in my office to kind of show my boss that I really cared and I wanted a, you know, a, a a higher up position and really wanted to make it in the company and climb that corporate ladder. What I was doing, in fact, was saying no to that time with my family and having dinner with them three nights a week. Like the things that is how we make sure that our quote unquote priorities and boundaries are in place. Instead, maybe consider getting there early and just saying, I work my, like we're only required, you know, to work our eight hours a day required. But if you know that you have that self-worth that you are putting in the time, you know, that those eight hours that you're there, the seven hours, six hours, whatever it is that you're showing up and you're doing the work, when you leave at the end of the day, remind yourself that you did that work and that you are saying no to staying late and saying yes to that time with your family because that's something that fills you up. So that power of decision-making is really, really important. And so when you find yourself being worn down by that time, it's really important to lean into the values and also lean into the power of decision-making so you can make the right ones moving forward. Because again, yesterday, it's like kind of punishing yourself Today for eating the cupcake yesterday. Instead, I'd much rather you focus on the decisions that you make moving forward and just use the way that you felt when you ate that cupcake as a guide. So that's kind of what I like to um, tell my community and clients when they're feeling that burnout, that wave of burnout coming on, and it can kind of help them recalibrate. That is awesome, and it, ta it taps into, there's like so much that we could just unpack in that, but I'm going to keep it to two things just because I want to be conscious of, of everyone's time and yours because we could basically <laughs> talk to you all day and have you like strategize our entire lives. So um, <clears throat> I think one thing you talked about was kind of like tuning in to, okay, I took you know, decision-making basically and like reflecting back and it actually ties a lot into, and we've talked about this a little bit, Grace, human design. And we have an episode back with Erin Claire Jones, who's an expert, um, but it's really interesting because in human design, they go over decision-making. And that was something that I think was really eye-opening to both Brooke and I of like how we have to make decisions. Um, you know, Brooke needs to really take her time and think on things and like really like bake on it before she comes back and gives an answer where like, I really need to do a quick gut check and be like, is this lighting me up? Cool. Let's like see where it goes. Um, versus like, no, like I'm very intuitive in my decisions. Um, and I think it's so important because um, the, it also really hit me hard when you said, um, when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another, like every action has a, a, a like a reaction or not a consequence, yep. but you know, like even just gravity, like if something pulls, something's yep. giving all that stuff. So, you know, it just like thinking about that, even in how you make decisions is it like is so mind blowing yet. So simple because it's like you only think about what you're saying yes to when you make a decision you don't really I don't think a lot of people take into consideration what the no factor is um to that's like going to come from that yes and I think if for me personally taking that into consideration as I make decisions moving forward it may bring me to much different decisions that I was making um and it also not to make light of that because that is such a like powerful and I hope people like keep rewinding and like listening that a few times because I think that's so powerful. But there's this bad mom scene. I was just like making my husband Nick watch this movie a couple days ago and it's so stupid but so good. And um, that Mila Kunas, um, her character, you know, just found out her husband was cheating on her. She's like over her life. It's like she's like 
seeing all these things that were wrong that she just kept plowing through and doing it because she had to do it all and have like the life. And one was her job. Her boss had her working like six days a week full time when she literally was hired for part time. And she, the first part of the scene was like, I'm part time. I, you can't give me the biggest account to sell because like, I don't have the time. And he's like, cool, great. Thanks. And like walks out the door. And when she, her life finally implodes, she's like sitting at a coffee shop and he calls and he's like, Hey, you're not in the meeting. And she's like, yeah, Dale, I'm not. Cause you pay me part time. And if you want me full time, pay me. And he's like, uh, look like a really big dick right now and she's like bye Dale and like hangs up the phone and like has for breakfast and it was just so good about like boundaries too I was, I was just dying laughing because everyone's been there where they just overextended themselves so much because they quote-unquote want to help or like show them they can do it or like maybe that'll get the promotion and you end up hating yourself for it so um, that was just another random tangent I had to share because it was literally the funniest scene of her just being like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not doing this to myself anymore. And I think like, that's what a lot of us have probably discovered in COVID ironically, because you're like, you can't do it all. And so you're realizing those things that you actually don't, shouldn't, or like can't do anymore and figuring out, you know, how to, how to reposition your life. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. And again, those patterns, I mean, even if it's like, even if you're still in it, not still, I should say, even if you're in a job that you like and you want to stay in for, you know, years to come, just watching those patterns, especially like if you really feel like that, you need that reinforcement of boundaries and priorities, it's, it's like what happens when someone asks me to stay late or asks a favor of me, or maybe I feel taken advantage of and stuff. And we really can only control ourselves. And so it's doing that work and kind of shining that, that mirror back inward. Well, what can I reinforce? What decision can I make that will actually, again, move my feet forward, move me in the momentum and give me the momentum of the direction that I want to be going. So I completely agree. It's so, so, so powerful, no matter where you're at in life. Definitely. What you just said, like where you're at in life is so important to talk about too, is like, so when you're saying yes to things, you're saying no to other things in your life. But like you've kind of mentioned, like going back quarterly and defining like what your values are, um, sometimes those yes and no's are going to like switch, you know, there's going to be a flip flop of like, Mm -hmm. okay, sometimes there's going to be things that are taking me away from the family and I know it, but I'm like working on my um, personal career growth or whatever, or sometimes I'm going to retreat and be in and I'm going to say no to work things because I need to fulfill, you know, where I'm at with my family and being with my kids. Like those things I feel like change so much. And um, I love how you recommend doing that quarterly because your yes and your no's are going to like switch, you know, it's going to be inevitable and you're going to be surprised. They're like, Oh wait, what the heck? I'm saying no to this now. Like a couple months ago, I would have been like, hell yes, let's go for it. You know, Um, I think it's super interesting. Um, but Absolutely. so in that, I think that also kind of leads into the next part we wanted to talk about is like designing a life that you love, designing your day and really making it um, how you want it to be. And there's no one on the outside looking at you being like, you should be doing this. Oh, do this. I mean, maybe they are, but screw those people. Um, it really matters is like <laughs> fulfilling yourself, <laughs> fulfilling mm-hmm. yourself. So I think what you do a great thing with your clients um, is really getting into um, how to design your day to best fulfill yourself and your needs. Um, So we thought it'd be fun to kind of go through a scenario for me and a scenario for Heather so um, those listening can kind of see your coaching work and what they can, um, you know, see what they could do with their life as well. So 
one of the scenarios that I have for myself is, um, so I have two kids, obviously, if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen them. <laughs> um, but I am working for myself and um, I am having the kids in daycare three days a week. So that means I have three days to get all my work done because the other two days, like I'm fully committed to not working on the days when I have them home um, because I want to be present and I want to fulfill that side of um, my values. So the question here is like, how do you recommend structuring your time or implementing a system so I can make sure those three days I'm being most productive, that I am available to be fully present on the other two days with my kids? Yes. Okay. So for you specifically, there's a few different things here. Obviously, baseline foundation, bedrock of your being, bedrock of Brooke is going to be, of course, just <laughs> going ahead and defining your values and your objectives quarterly. So it's important to, to like know the difference between objectives and goals. So I just want to quickly point out what that, what that looks like. So um, when we're talking about goals, we're talking about like standing on the shore and you see this amazing desert island off in the distance and you're like, I'm going to buy that island one day. Like that island is going to be mine. Or maybe you just want to get to that island somehow. And that's nice. But the way that we make that goal an actual reality, like you can name anything. I want to uh, run a marathon. I want to start my own business, whatever it may be. The way that we actually make that goal a real life, bring it to life is by putting an objective to it. So an objective is the boat that actually gets you out to that desert island and it brings it to life. So these goals and these visions are such great things to have, but we actually have to put things in place to make those happen. So first, right off the bat, I would really, really want you to set your um, objectives for when you have those three days a week that you are actually working, you know exactly what you're working on. And when you're objective setting, especially as a solo entrepreneur, not setting any less than three and no more than six objectives. It's just the reality, like, I don't want you taking on too much work. And what goes on there is, of course, your everyday thing. So, again, let's say that you see clients, for example. Seeing clients needs to be one of your objectives because that is one area where your time is going. Then let's say you maybe want, you're maybe launching an online course or you're starting a mastermind or you are going out to bring in new leads and engagement. Those also need to be objectives on there. And then there need to be really specific action items that happen with that. The reason why I want you to have those in place is because when you go to sit down those three days a week, because your time is a little bit more limited, I want you to sit down and know exactly what you're working on. And then, of course, your value being in place, knowing that, you know, like, no matter what, at 5 p.m., I stop because that's my time with my kids and it's a non-negotiable to have dinner with them because that is something that fills me up, for example. So, Mm -hmm. really important that when you're sitting down in that time that you do have, that you're making the most of it. And that not only that you're making the most of it, but you're moving the needle. The a thing that can happen sometimes as um, when we're working for ourselves is that another analogy coming at you here is like, I call it the Google search bar issue where we have, you know, we're kind of having these moments where we look around and we're, and we're reading books and we're watching other people's routines and uh, we're looking on social media and we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, should I be doing that? Oh my gosh, I, I think I need to maybe, you know, maybe I need to start a YouTube channel or maybe I need to start a blog or maybe I need to do all of these things. It's a lot of shitting all over ourselves. And so what happens is there's actually something that goes on during our brain when this happens is when we say should, 
there's like this tab that pops up in our brain so that we won't forget about it. And if we don't make a decision to say yes and go after that thing or no and put that tab down, what's going to happen is we have a gazillion tabs open and eventually your browser is going to shut down. <laughs> so that's why that objective yeah. setting is so important and sticking to that. Because again, if you're doing it only quarterly, then you can, it's really nice because you can kind of pivot and flow, um, especially as an entrepreneur, you're, you're not having like an, an entire 12 month plan. Then when you're actually sitting down to your day, and again, let's say that you are still feeling a little bit overwhelmed, you have your objectives in place. I have three questions, actually four questions I want you to kind of ask yourself as you're designing your day. The first thing is when you're writing out your schedule for the day or the night before, if I can do three things today, what would those three things be? Write them down. And then of those tasks, what of those tasks have an impact that lasts beyond this week or this month? And then the third question I want you to ask is, what tasks significantly contribute to the progress of me achieving my goals? So again, check some balances of making sure that they're on that objective list. And then the fourth thing is actually just more something to keep in mind. We really often confuse urgency and importance. So what will happen is we're doing all these urgent tasks when we're really not putting our time into the important things that are moving the needle. So we create, we just go after urgent, go after urgent, put out fires, put out fires, put out fires, and we have this mountain of, urgent, of urgency that we have to get over to even get to the task. So it's important to just do a, a really quick gut check, even seeing it on paper, maybe gut check for Heather, maybe seeing it on paper for you. Um, is this task urgent or is it important? And then making that decision and moving forward. I love that because I think what you're speaking to really like puts back the control and ownership back on me. I think it's very easy, especially now with all the technology to wake up your morning and start reacting to things versus approaching mm -hmm. it as um, I'm going to be in control of my day, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm going to say yes and no to things or I'm going to set up the boundaries. Like I'm going to be the one who's going to determine how this is going to flow. Um, instead of, oh, there's a lot of times where I wake up and I check my email before I'm even out of bed. Like, what the hell is the point of that? You know, like, and that's not me owning my day. That's me reacting to, oh, I just got an email from a client that's upset about blah, 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 or whatever it may be. And then I'm setting off the tone for the day already on somebody else's terms. So I think I, lo I just love how you're saying that because in those three days that I have, I have to be super structured around you know, what, what is important for me to get done. Like you said, writing these things down and planning, um, which I don't always take the time to plan. And I can feel the difference when I'm being reactionary versus proactive. Um, and it makes it feel so much better to be <laughs> managing my own yes. flow for the day versus reacting to everybody else. Love that. Yes. And kind of tapping into the reactive side of things, my scenario or struggle right now is um, kind of a little bit more on like the heart self side of things. Because um, even before becoming a mom, but even so much more now, like I need my alone time. And before I was able to just kind of like figure it out, obviously, like if the week got a little crazy, okay, fine, I'll like make some time over the weekend or whatever, obviously. Um, that's kind of like a unicorn these days. If I'm going to be able to be agile like that, it just, um, it's not the same, obviously, of having my um, alone time. I got to like check in with the hubs. Can you handle the kids on his own? Like, it's just obviously such like a, it's just such a scenario now. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm easily pulled in different directions. Um, 
you know, whether it's my MG brain that's like, ooh, that's exciting today, ooh, that's exciting today, or just being a parent, your kids need so many different things. Um, I feel like it's hard for me to find, you know, my personal routine of like wake up, journal, um, do my meditation, have my have my morning beverage. Okay, mm-hmm. then I've got the kids. It's like I can't keep them on pause until 7 a.m. when I or even if I try to wake up at 5 a.m., they miraculously are waking up at 5 a.m. too. So like I just I. <laughs> constantly feel myself just like a little runneth over in my cup. Um, so my question to you is, how do you recommend for moms like me who are feeling a little discouraged about creating their routine, um, you know, their wellness routine that they want to have when we're constantly juggling undefined schedules? Like what are maybe some checks and balances to help us stay dedicated to having this time? How do we carve it out? Um, mm-hmm. It's such like a hard thing for me to get in my schedule, even though I know I need it. So I'm constantly just like shoving it in here and there. And I really want to get more um, on a routine or I guess in a way to understand like, okay, things are changing, but it's just something that I'm always struggling with. Yes. Okay. So the number one thing I think is, is really important, especially when you have small kiddos is of course, number one, no matter what, have grace for yourself. And I think that is more, of course, easily said than done in some cases, because we are always just, we really want that piece of ourselves, especially when such a huge piece of, piece of ourselves is going to our kids and our family and so on and so forth. So I think the biggest thing here is to start small and adjust often. So for someone like you, a really, really important leading with your heart, you may even want to, you know, I talk about values, defining values quarterly you know, Heather, you might want to do this weekly. You might want to just, instead of shooting for every single day of the week, sitting down and doing your routine, pick a day and do sit down and really define what matters most to you that week and how you're going to care for Heather that week. Because everything looks different. We like, for example, we just came off of a holiday weekend. The work week is a little bit shorter. Things feel maybe a little bit crazier around the house, that kind of thing. And it's important that you tap into what you need right now. So start small. So if it's instead of maybe doing journaling, meditation, and a morning beverage, maybe it's just that you start with a morning beverage and that you're sitting there and it's five minutes long. If it ends up being 10 minutes minutes long, then great. (laughs) If your kiddos end up giving you like 10 extra minutes, then then, then fantastic. But I think we often try to set out this really, really lofty goal to instill this routine, like a morning routine, an evening routine, whatever it may be. But the whole point is that we need to just build on it because obviously it will get much easier to have a routine to honor yourself as kiddos get older. So I think that starting small, making that one day, one day per week instead of every single day having those moments and saying, what do I need right now? And maybe one day it's that, you know, I just really need like a walk and a podcast. One day it's that like, I would really love to journal. And instead of doing those same exact things every day, you might find that it benefits you to tap into what you need that week, honor what you need that week, but maybe it's not even out the same day. Maybe you spread it out a little bit further. So you're filling up your cup, but just due to the fact that sometimes kiddos wake up at 5 a.m. Sometimes there's, you can't really plan for that schedule. Have an idea of what's going to fill you up right then because something that you set three months ago might not be the case anymore. So, again, start small, adjust often, and give yourself really the time. Um, also, just wanted to note for you, especially being a manifesting generator, really important that you carve out time to give yourself space and time to create and explore your ideas. Really, really important. So sometimes we're just like back-to-back meetings, 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 but really, really important that you actually carve out the, you know, one hour, two hours, whatever it may be for you to just be 
in those ideas that you have. Maybe it's that you keep like a note on your phone or on your computer and you just brain dump all your ideas. And then that one hour a week, two hours a week, whatever it is for that creative space time, you are going through those ideas and doing that quick gut check. Do I go with this? Do I explore this? Do I not? So um, I think with those three things, mm -hmm. you may be able to feel a little bit more connected to self and a little bit more connected to your ideas too. That is fantastic. I, it's so funny because I literally was, <laughs> as I was taking notes, I typed to Brooke, I'm like, oh, I'm so big or go home. And that's like, or go big or go home. And that's so my mentality. Yeah. I'm like, go for the gold, like do it. Um, which I know can help in other parts of my life. Um, but I love how you say start small and adjust often like weekly, daily values, whatever it is, like checking in um, and being able to, you know, adjust on a dime. That makes so much sense to me because also being in PR and marketing, I'm always thinking three, six, 12 months ahead for my clients. And yeah. so sometimes I'm like, I'm not, it's really been, and my biggest work this year is my goal to like be more in the present. So that will help me kind of bring back to because that's one of my biggest challenges is just because I've constantly trained my brain to think ahead um, and almost like worry in a way that like I get too far ahead. And so I've got to like bring mm -hmm. myself back. Um, and I love how you said like have grace um, for yourselves, uh, AKA you. So you're hired. <laughs> I'm getting grace. This is done. Like problem solved. <laughs> that just oh is a sheer coincidence. I swear. I feel like you're the answer. Um, and obviously we have a massive girl crush on you. Um, you know, we are so excited to be working with you and just being a part of your group, um, and your energy, and now that everyone else is most likely falling in love with you after this, where can they find you to um, stay connected and learn more about you? Yes, I would love to get to know your Soulsafe community better. They can find me on Instagram at quench.collective. And I would love to, you know, just send me a DM. Let me know that you heard the show. I would love to connect with you and talk about how much we adore Brooke and Heather. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and I have to you plug too much too. every every Friday she has um, a free group meetup um, online mm -hmm. and um, it's called fill up your cup and we've attended several of them and they are amazing she has um, it's either herself or she has guests and they're so great to start your weekend so I think that's another way um, that people can kind of see what you're doing in the community so go fill up your cup Pete <laughs> yes, yes. to have you guys <laughs> Yeah, that is an amazing event. And I keep, Brooke, you don't know this because it was on an offshoot thread, but I keep saying, like, how much I can't wait to hug Grace. I'm like, I can't wait to meet you and hug you. Like, I feel like I we already know each other so well, but, like, we haven't even met in real life, and I'm so excited for that day. So, because <laughs> Phil, you're coming to be in person, and now it's all virtual. So, one day, you'll get back to that, and we're just going to tackle you. So, it'll be great. <laughs> one day I can't wait I will tackle you with love we'll make you fall on a soft bush it's fine but it's happening we're just going to squeeze it up it's great um, but thank you thank Find you, you so much for, for sharing you know your just gift and knowledge with us today it's so helpful and I know it's going to help so many people that are tuning in and I'm just so excited to see you grow I know what you're doing is just the beginning and um we just love you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. We'll I say we knew you win. <laughs> we knew you win. 
We knew you would. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to chat with you ladies. It's It's been so much fun. Thank Love you, Grace. Right. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. No, I lied. We'll see you in, next we'll two see you in another week. <laughs> Brooke's living in the past. Get in the present, girl. We just yeah, get in the present, girl. Thank you for joining A Space for Soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll, we'll love you forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time. And as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles. Toodles.